I'm Susan Caruso, the founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts. You're listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. And I'm Lindsay Mills, the co-creator and director of Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and smile with us. For these next couple episodes, we want to talk about our role as caregivers. We want to talk about how our experiences as individuals, Susan and I, uh, have helped us to grasp this difference between playing with children and entertaining them, because there really is a distinction to be made between those two things. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) (laughs) And the experience that first comes to mind when I consider this topic is way back in 2013 when I became a live-in nanny, and it was my first time uh, having a kind of big girl job out in the world. I just finished college and I really knew and trusted this family. And being a live-in, of course, that means that you are present for a lot of what, what goes on in the household. And seeing as I was with these kiddos, um, there were two girls, one was four and one was two. And During the summertime when they didn't have school or uh, any kind of programs going on, I was with them for many hours a day. And because I was rather inexperienced as a a child care professional at that point, I really fell into this kind of knee-jerk of being a clown for these two little girls, they adored me and I adored them right back. And so I think it was a slippery slope because in the beginning I would think, oh, well, I'll put some music on and we'll do some ballet together and we would be dancing and everything would be going swimmingly in my mind. And then the littler of the two would say, swing me around, Lindsay, swing me around, pick me up, swing me around. And her dad would do this for her. And I knew exactly what she was talking about. But of course, after one or two or five or 10 times, (laughs) 52, (laughs) only 52, then we're done. Yeah. Yeah. One more, one more. (laughs) Then it, it gets to be pretty annoying if we're being honest. Uh, Exhausting. <laughs> you're inside. You're like, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I'm over done it. it yep. And she's still really enjoying it. And so that was such a, a, an awakening for me to get to that point of exhaustion and to ask myself, what could I do differently here? What is what is the problem? And I wasn't quite sure in that time, I don't think. Yeah, and when we were talking about this, we were saying this is the kind of situation that all parents the world over fell into during COVID. Yes. They became their children's playmates. They were together. And um, while it's always been a problem of, you know, that balance between playing and having your own, respecting your own time in life and entertaining... 
uh, I think it really came to a head during COVID because literally parents were their child's only playmate or um, their favorite one for sure. And so I think that, that in this time, kind of post COVID as we're coming back to real life, it's pointed out all the more of uh, the, the difficulty of entertaining your children. It's easy. It's easy, especially for Lindsay and I, because we're musicians. So it's like, Hey, you know, let's, let's play a song. Let's do this. And it ends up being uh, a step away from what real life is and having real relationships are into this kind of entertaining mode. And it is exhausting. And can it be a good tool sometimes? Absolutely. You know? Yeah, for sure. You know, I'll swing you around. But you're, you don't want to do that. You don't want to entertain forever. Um, yeah, like on a rainy day in the seedlings preschool, we often will go and grab up the guitar and start a, a little singing circle, you know, circle of song on the rug. And that might be a form of entertaining in that the, the grown-up is the one with the instrument and the one leading the show. However, it's a, it's a tool that we're using in a specific instance, and it's not actually framed, in at least at Seedlings, as this, I'm on stage and you are listening and the children are audience members, right? It's also uh, more of a give and take in, mm-hmm. in that instance, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had another teacher who kind of avoided the 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 role of being a a facilitator and um being really being present with the children because he was hilarious he could do all kinds of things and um so if a, a conflict was brewing he'd put on the leprechaun hat and jump up into the <laughs> up onto the top of the things and and be running around like that and so it it, beca- it was fun it was interesting but it really was he was distracting himself from the reality of what his what his job was mm-hmm. and i i find that that happens with with teachers because especially if they have those skills they're going to fall into that now parents get caught in in the idea that well i need to play with my child and um i need to be with them 24/7 and and that's really not true i remember talking to a group of parents in our little seedlings program their children were turning three and saying, did you, do you know that you don't real that that really isn't your role to entertain or play with your child all the time? One mom in particular was talking about how she was really struggling with, um, her work job, her, her work time, the time that she needed to work on the computer and she would schedule it. And so I said, well, when are you doing it? What's, 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 what's happening here? And she said, well, I'm with him whenever he's awake. And then when he naps and at night after he goes to bed, like from nine till two in the morning, that's when I do my work. And I just said to her, I said, uh, <laughs> do you know that? Yeah. You? Do you know that that's, that's really not your role that, that, as teachers, we're there to facilitate the children to explore the world and wonder and interact with each other and, and have conflicts and do all of that. And we take away those opportunities if we're entertaining or if we're playing with them. 
The other thing is that that we're not modeling that adults have real lives. Right. And and you as as a child are, you know, yes, we're going to play with you when we when we can and when we want to and we'll be honest about it. Um, you don't want to, you know, we, we talked about, you know, you don't want to be Elsa while the kid is Anna all the time, or, or actually the grown-up is usually Anna. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. And, yes. um, or to, to play, you know, to, to be in any role, you know, you be the stegosaurus. I'm the, no, you can't be the triceratops. You have to be, you know, or, we're going to play pod patrol. Let's do this, you know, or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might, as an adult, you might like that, enjoy that for a few minutes, but then you're you're not going to want to do that anymore. And in reality, you can very easily say, you know, I'm done. I'm done with this game because at any kid that's playing with your kid is going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think during COVID, everybody fell into this this guilt around not, you know, not wanting to play or not wanting to do it. You or- make a great point, Susan. I think during the pandemic, because families were stripped of all of these other resources, all of these other means of connecting and getting out and playing the classes, even the beach here in Florida for a time, we couldn't go to the beach. Mm. So that led to a lot of guilt, a lot of parents feeling like, I have totally failed. I am not giving my child any of the things that they normally would be enjoying as a two-year-old, as a three-year-old, you know, especially becoming a parent during this time. It it is such an added layer of challenge. So So they felt like they needed to do that. But the least they could do is play with their uh, their child for 24 hours, every waking (laughs) hour. Every moment that they're together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So stepping back out of that, yeah. um, and being honest with yourself and, and respecting yourself and taking care of yourself and your ability to contribute to the financial health of the, of the family, sure. all that needs to kind of seep back in. And, and I think that, you know, lots of times families figure that out on their own. But, um, one of the key things is if you change it drastically overnight, then the child is going to be very unhappy. They're going to be unhappy for one moment if they can't have you playing with them. So Yeah, that often is the greatest barrier to breaking this cycle of feeling trapped in the role of the clown for mm-hmm. your children um, is that when you decide to set that new boundary and to say, I understand that you want me to play your game right now, but I need to make dinner. Um, That is not going to make them very happy at all. They are really going to resist the change because they've become accustomed to the way that you were doing it before. But rest assured, there is no real danger (laughs) and you are not putting your child at risk of, uh, you know, any, any major life issues down the road. They're, they're going to need therapy, but we all need therapy. (laughs) It won't be because you decided that you didn't want to be Anna for, right. (laughs) And you can do it little by little. And I remember talking to that one specific mom about, you know, so, Hey, you know what? You give them little by little, they learn that they can, they can play on their own. And they they can they can do things on their own, and this is part of life. This is what it is. 
Also, I just thought of too those those negative emotions that we as the grown ups start to feel the resentment, mm. the annoyance. Our children pick up on that. Right. And is that the kind of energy that we want to always be sending their way? Just this antagonism where like, you want me, but I don't want you. <laughs> That's not a very You nice don't want to feeling. get to that point. Right. Yeah. And that, I think that we, we get stuck there. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's not hard to get stuck there. So even just as a first step to bring to, to really listen to yourself and, and say, you know, like, do I need to do this? Am I entertaining my child, you know, to avoid something or, or just because it's an an easy thing to do at the moment? Um, Am I depriving them of, of that time where they have to be uncomfortable for a few moments in the beginning to figure out what, well, what can I do and what should I do? And that really is a gift. We'll talk about that in future episodes. Um, But I think it's, that's a really important thing to, um, to do. Yeah, we can get so overstimulated by our environment and just all of the pings and dings that make up our work life a lot of times, um, I think can can train us in this subconscious way to always need to fill the space and to be always searching for something, uh, an expression, a conversation, a a show, whatever it is to fill the space. And, uh, that is where our best ideas come from is that, that quiet and that little bit of maybe even boredom. Mm -hmm. So in our next episode, we're going to explore why boredom is imagination's BFF. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yes. And I mean, it's, I love talking about this kind of thing because it, it is those kind of intangibles and it's sort of fine tuning you becoming the teacher that you want to be fine tuning the, you becoming the parent you want to be. And so identifying those things that, wait a minute, do I need to do this? And, and why am I doing this to just always ask the why? And so I think it's, it's good clues for us as teachers and as parents when you fall into that entertainment trap and when you get out of it, Oh my gosh, it feels so delicious <laughs> because then you realize really how much you were doing it. Yeah. And, um, and it comes easily to, to musicians and singers and clowns and, you know, right? yeah, there are certain people who, uh, thrive in that space. And yet I personally can say that, I identify as an introverted extrovert, (laughs) which means that on those occasions when I am in performance mode, I, I'm great. I'm in my zone of genius, but afterwards I need to be completely alone to replenish. Don't talk to me. (laughs) And I think we really underestimate how important that rest period is. Right. And we don't give it to ourselves very often. And when parents are spending a lot of their time unknowingly entertaining, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we want, you know, you want the time being with children to be wonderful for both of you. And that doesn't necessarily mean doing anything, (laughs) right? Being really just being, so to identify that first, you know, in the beginning uh, of, of exploring 
how you can uh, can back out of this, especially after the pandemic, I think is the first step. Thank you so much for listening today. To share your thoughts or feelings or stories about being with children with us, you can send us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org or find us on Instagram at sunflowercreativearts. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Schweitzer Musical Productions.